Welcome, Commanders family, to Command Center Game Day Live, and Merry Christmas. This episode is brought to you by Northwest Federal Credit Union, the official credit union of the Washington Commanders. Northwest is celebrating Game Day and thanking Commanders fans with a $400, $400 cash bonus when you open your first ever checking account. This is a limited time offer, so do not wait. Visit northwestnwfcu.org slash Washington to find out how you can score that cash bonus with your new checking account. Stop searching and go Northwest. As we said, Command Center Saturday Night Special <laughs> out in New York City. Yeah, yeah. Our last road trip of the season, fellas. Is that crazy to say, man? We have been a lot of different places yeah, this season. Have, yeah. Wasn't expecting to be a lot of yeah. different places this season, but we are here now. Fellas, first things first, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Good to see brother. you guys here. As we always do, we go through memories, right? Now, Tan, I'm going to do you last because you got a whole Christmas name <laughs> for you. B-Mitch, man, what do you think about playing on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, like this time of year? You know, anytime you play a game around this time of the year, it's a lot of people sitting at home, a lot of people visiting their, uh, their relatives and all. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was like, you know, more eyes are on it. So this is when you make your name. You know, a lot of times you have the casual fan who's sitting there now watching the game. And uh, when they start to recognize your name and begin to go around talking about it, that's when your name grows. Mm -hmm. And I always look forward to things like that. Anytime <laughs> there's more eyes on it, I want it to shine. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody that always shined, mm -hmm. Santana Moss. They called you Tana Claus, a Santana Claus <laughs> out here. How did you get that name? Tell the fans that do not know how you got that name I mean, and why it was special. I mean, honestly, most of all my nicknames been given, so that's a great sign. Yeah. Because you, if you give yourself a nickname, then <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you ain't nobody. <laughs> so... No, honestly, bro, it's it's 2005. Um, we have a Christmas Eve game in D.C. In, in, at FedEx Field playing against the New York Giants. And, look, I, I, I swear to you not, I come into the stadium, didn't expect nothing but just I've already had a pep in my step just knowing that I'm a, I'm a Christmas guy. I, I love the holiday. This is my favorite holiday. I'm a giver. I'm, I don't have to have nothing. Like, you don't have to give me nothing on Christmas. I just love to see other folks, you know, mm -hmm. happy. And that's how, who I've always been. And I came to the stadium just knowing, like, boy, it's going to be a great Christmas tomorrow. And then I see the sign, Santana Claus. And, and I'm like, oh, they, they they ready for a nice one today, right? <laughs> so I'm like, and, and it was just like, I don't know if it was the first sign or just the whole moment, but it just ignited me. It just made me just want to go out there and even, you know, put on a little more. But um, crazy, it, it was a great game. It was one of my, my most memorable games as a Redskin. And to this day, I'm still called it. I mean, years went on, and when it gets around this time of the year, fans was always make me remember that's that's who I am. Yeah, you know? yeah so he got on this red. You see, he got on his red. <laughs> man, my man's looking ready. The vibe, <laughs> looking ready. I know somebody for the holiday. <laughs> we love the all red, and we love our commanders family. I think my favorite part about these Saturday night specials that we do is that we allow the fans to holler at yeah. us with that. Oh, yeah. Hashtag yeah, left hand up. We know you're watching on FaceTube. We know you're watching. I mean, Facebook. We know you're watching on X. We know you're watching on YouTube. That's a that new one. Facebook. FaceTube. 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 Right? That's the next yeah, one I'm coming up with, yeah. and I'm bringing it out. <laughs> Sorry, we've been traveling today. But um, leave hashtag left hand up with your questions to have these guys answer it. And before I even had to prompt that, we already got a question in, so we might as well get right into it since we're still talking Christmas. B-Mitch, what are your Christmas traditions? Oh, man. I get up in the morning normally with my friends. They, I, I get up around 6, 6.30 in the morning, and I start cooking. And my friends come <laughs> over, and uh, my family, they get up, and they the gifts, I'll run into the house, uh, check out the gifts and all, and I'm back outside again because we're starting to cook at 6, 6.30. We're vibing, too. Yeah. <laughs> the so, party starts early. And I always hear, uh, pace yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I try my best. But, you know, it's uh, the turkeys are normally 
double digits yeah. this wow. year. It's not that many, you know, mm. because we were in Dallas for Thanksgiving, yep. and uh, so we didn't do it. So uh, this Christmas came; it, it came quick. Mm-hmm. So now I think it's gonna be about five or six of them, and uh, you know, just make sure people whoever I cook for are gonna go home and enjoy themselves. And Beamish, man, kick it to kick it to the fans. The the grill you were kicking to me in Santana, you got you a new toy, brother. <laughs> yeah. You got you something I've honestly never heard of before. Can you explain I'm, to the I'm, people I'm what you got? I might one. have to give you one too. I it's, think we both go jock. It's the pit boss Memphis Ultimate. Mm. So it's uh, basically called a four-in-one where it's a, a smoker, electric smoker. Mm. It's a gas grill on the left and a charcoal grill, grill on the white on the right. And the way that you – the four-in-one is where when you're doing gas, you can pull a vent and let the smoke go into the gas yeah, chamber. Yeah, yeah. So you get that smoke flavor even when, even though you're on, uh, doing electric – I mean, the gas grill. So I, I'm just – I like cooking, you know. And, <laughs> and I tell people the reason I do it – many people may just think, oh, Louisiana. It's not Louisiana. My dad passed away. Uh, in 1992, uh, after 91, after my, um, my my rookie season. And ever since then, I find myself trying to go to the grill, go to the kitchen, and, and that's what I want to do. And I think me growing up as a kid, I was always there with him when he was doing stuff. Yeah. I was the little knucklehead hanging around him. I'm the youngest <laughs> of seven. Yeah. And now I think this is my time of acting like Pops is with me. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I do it, and my that's friends dope. will tell you, I don't cool. want you that's helping dope. me. Yeah, you know, and but my buddy Kenny, who helps me fry turkeys every year, took him twenty years before I let him actually fry a turkey. Wow! You could carry it in the house, bring it out, <laughs> but you're not messing up my stuff, you know. And I now Kenny can fry them now. Yeah. Oh man, that's really after big. twenty years, he got up, moved off of fries. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Beavis, thank you for sharing with us, man. That was really, really cool. Oh, I think yeah. my new. Christmas tradition is going to be coming to your house for a plate. Because <laughs> all them damn turkeys. Now, Come on now, over, baby. Come on over. Now, Tanner, what are your Christmas traditions other than getting touchdowns? I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't I don't really have nothing, man. Like, bro, I honestly tell you, since I've been retired, man, I just oh, I just like to see my kids happy on Christmas. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just one of those guys, man. Like, um, I'm, a, I'm a loner at times. You know what I mean? I tell you all the time, I do the same thing over and over. I'm not working. I'm not doing the shows. I'm riding a bike, working out, and I'm on the couch. <laughs> so I, I remember last the last few Christmases, all I ever did was watch my kids open their stuff up. The older kids now, they to the point where, man, this is this is like something that they not even tripping on. They know daddy's Santa. You know what I mean? So they, they, they go up to their rooms. But my youngest, uh, Sage, you know, Christmas is special for her. So I was just, you know, talking to B. Mitch about, like, I almost forgot, you know, that I have a seven-year-old. I yeah. need to make sure that every Christmas is – Special, you know what I mean? Because she looks forward to it. So, but my tradition would be just sitting there on the couch, telling her to, "Hey, pick up that trash right there. And make sure you, <laughs> make sure you throw everything in that bag that we got down there." But I'm pretty sure I get outside with her, and you know, whatever she got that, you know, I'm, I'm, she wanted something special that she can play with outside. So I'm pretty sure that if it's not her oldest brother going to be putting together, I'll probably be putting together tomorrow night. Yeah. After the game and trying to make sure that she can go ride as soon as she get up or whatever. A dad's job is never done. And it's cool to never. hear all traditions because this is my, me and my fiance's first Christmas as fiance, but first time hosting. Mm-hmm. So we'll be building traditions like for the first time this year. Mm-hmm. And she's holding down the fort because we're out here. So I'll get home. The whole family going to be in town when I get home for Christmas Eve. So oh, it's cool to hear stuff. y'all traditions because we're trying to make some of our own, man. Oh, so yeah. it's really cool to hear that. And, you know, let's let's stick with the Christmas vibes. You know, we got plenty of football to talk about, but y'all don't want to hear about that. You want to hear them talk about their lives and who. <laughs> they are as people so we're gonna get into that because we have some great questions coming in so this one Beamish just Taylor made for you what's your favorite side dish for Christmas oh man my favorite side dish for Christmas uh 
It's this sweet potato crunch. Mm. Uh, it's like a sweet potato <laughs> souffle. If you've been to Ruth's Chris, they have it there. And uh, I think Ruth's Chris is second to the way my mother-in-law cooked it. My yeah. kids cooked it. it. I just have to get that. That 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 pecan crust on top is unbelievable. Man. Mm. So uh, I look forward to that. I'm not really a sweets guy, to be honest with you, but that, I do that. <laughs> There's a smile that comes on Beamish's face when he talks about food specifically. That's unlike no other. He just smiles like he can taste it as he's talking about it. Tanner, what's your favorite side dish for Christmas? You know, I really don't have one. I think one of the things that I've tried to do um, of lately is get away from the same stuff that we normally would have on Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, because you, you kind of run these two holidays together. True. And true. everyone kind of makes the same dishes. Right, you know? right. And so I remember... Um, it was probably last Christmas that I was like, okay, look, I don't want the the normal, the macaroni and cheese, the collard greens, the turkey, or the that that hen that I talk about all the time. I wanted something different, so I believe we got we did like more of a a, a barbecue style, you know, mm-hmm. Christmas yeah. Christmas meal. It was more a uh, potato salad, uh, baked beans, or macaroni salad, and either grilled chicken. Or grill, you know, ribs or something like that. So I'm not sure what I'm even gonna have this Christmas. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I, I really didn't have the dish in my mind. I think we might eat out. Mm. We might eat out. My mom's gonna be cooking, so I might roll up to her house and, you know, crash. The you know that thing. Be good. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know that's gonna be good. Tanner got options yeah, for his meals. I have a favorite for Christmas because I try to. Because by Mix the time Christmas comes, I'm like, man, I done had that Thanksgiving. But I will have all the stuff that I had Thanksgiving. I would right. love to have that again. Mm-hmm. But it's just you want to kind of, you know. Switch it up. You know, switch yeah, it up. Switch and, it up and, 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 and my palate wants something different. You yeah. know what I mean? You don't want to, like, man, I just, because I know I went crazy with the macaroni and cheese and all that <laughs> stuff. Thanksgiving. I hadn't had it in so long. Right, so right. I was cheating all that week. You know? <laughs> well, listen, man, I'm a yams guy myself, man. man Take me straight to the yams. That's what I want. But let's let's get into a little bit of football. Right yeah. now we have the commanders, four and ten commanders taking on the five and nine Jets. Now, first things first, they have announced that Trevor Simeon will be the starter. Zach Wilson will not be started. Now, we've seen Trevor Simeon have a little bit of success when yeah. he played as a starter before. Yeah. What challenges does he pose for our defense? Beeman, I'll start with you. Well, yeah, Simeon, the thing about it, people look at a guy and if his record is one way, they all, they make up their mind. But when you watch him, he has a great football IQ. He can play. He can move around yeah. some. And he, he's not the, I wouldn't say he has the strongest arm, but he knows how to throw people open. Uh, that the whole thing about it is you can't sit up there and think just because he's not one of the upper echelon quarterbacks you're gonna be able to you know s- sleep on him. Yeah. Because just like Tommy DeVito, mm-hmm. you know he rolled in. Nobody gave him any uh, credit or respect. But look at what he did after that. You every guy that gets picked up by a team, I don't care if you first, second, third string, they can all play mm-hmm. at some level to be in the NFL. So you got to give people respect. And I think that's the whole thing. I heard when they said Trevor Simeon, I heard a lot of people go, oh, we got this in the bag. I'm like, <laughs> stop. Every time we say something like that, the problem happens because we start saying, I know players always say they don't hear the media. Mm-hmm. When you watch the approach sometimes, just listen closely, people start thinking the same thing they hear all the time. Yeah. You know, and it goes, it goes into you subconsciously where you're not thinking about it, but if someone else is saying, oh, that guy can't play, you start thinking he can't play. Yeah. And when you don't give people respect in the NFL, they will go out there and disrespect you. Mm, and Tanner, I mean, do you see that happening here? Like Trevor Simeon, he's a he's a pro. He's been yeah. around the block. Like like Vivish said, y'all been players, man. Y'all listen to that media. Do you think that's going to be a problem for us come tomorrow? Well, I, I don't 
far as from us personally, we don't get caught up in the whole hype of, you know, what the guy's name is. Yeah. I think we all are one percenters. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about anybody in the NFL, he's a one percenter. The first screen to the fourth screen. Yeah. You know, he's the they the best of the best. The person at home who's saying that, oh, he's a nobody, he couldn't do it. Because <laughs> if he could, he'd be here. Yeah. You understand? So I never got caught up into the names yeah. because anybody out there any given day can give it to you. And when you look when you when you listen to guys who say that or fans that may have said it about what we're facing this weekend, you kinda, you know, take it at a grain of salt. Like, this team isn't good enough to sit here and say that. Trevor Simeon is nobody. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Because Trevor Simeon coming in like, this is the great game for me to come in. And <laughs> yeah, come the ball out. Let's be honest. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So, regardless of who's out there, man, these guys have to go out there and have that want to. You know, you have to have that will and that want to to win. And if – because you hear a lot of it, a lot of folks don't want us to win. But as a player, I care less about that draft pick you're trying to, you know, you know, right. uh, get True. yourself ready for – I have something to go out there and add to my resume. And the only way I can add to my resume and to be in good standards is be productive for my position, handle my job for my team, and try to get a win. Right. So I think that's what all these guys on this team are trying to do, regardless of who at the quarterback position. And regardless of who's at the quarterback position, they got a monster at wide receiver in Garrett Wilson. His touchdowns are a little low this year, but due to quarterback play. Well, he however, was expecting Aaron Rodgers. He was <laughs> expecting Aaron Rodgers because much of us were, right? Yeah. Now, Aaron will be on that sideline, but we got to imagine he is not touching that field at all. But Garrett Wilson, we talk about matchups a lot on Command Center. Yeah. Check us out on YouTube Thursdays. What matchup would you like to see on Garrett Wilson? Well, you just said Garrett Wilson's um, touchdowns low, but his yards isn't. He got nope. eight hundred yards. He's almost at a thousand, <laughs> yeah. and, and and likely he will see that thousand yards. I used to finish seasons and being the number one receiver on his team with eight hundred yards. I was fighting for eight hundred. <laughs> I won a thousand, but I'm like, look, all I can get is eight hundred. So I'm gonna go get yeah. But no, honestly, that's great, man, for a guy, especially going through what he went through. This, yeah, this quarterback carousel with. Rogers starting off, going down. Then you got Zach, and he's up and down. Then you have somebody come in for him. Now you got Trevor Simeon. Yeah. It's tough. I've been through that, you know. Mm-hmm. But he's still been productive. So, I, hey, whatever he finished with this year, that's a productive season for the kid. But uh, matchup-wise, man, I really I really care less of, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if we're going to probably, you know, you know, match him up as far as one guy going to follow him. Because I think we have both sides can really, you know, um, they're capable of, of covering him. I'm a guy that I leans to Fuller a lot when it comes to just wanting to see that matchup because I know how smart he is. Yeah, yeah. I know he's instinctive. He's a guy that plays the cornerback position like you should. Uh, you know, I know he's up there a little bit uh, when it, when it, when it comes to years, and I'm pretty sure, as most folks say all the time, is that yeah, he might not be running like the young Fuller would probably be running, but he didn't come in as a fast guy. So when you have issues or things that goes on, nicks that bother you throughout the years of you playing, it hinders what you can do. And and you see at times that, you know, people won't take advantage of that because they know he's not mm-hmm. running like he right. won't. But he's so smart, he, he he used that to his advantage. Okay, I only can do certain things, so I'm going to make sure I play him this way because by the time the ball come out, I can react. Yeah. And I like that. So I will, I will want to see Fuller on a guy like that. Look, uh, Garrett Wilson going to be Garrett Wilson. If the opportunities come – and and the ball up in the air, nine times out of ten, he's gonna come down with it. But as long as we covering him yeah. Yeah. and we keep him in front of us, that's all I care about. I don't wanna see him behind us and, <laughs> and doing any dances and doing stuff like that. But I think regardless of who you put on him, 
I would want to see Fuller more than anybody. Yeah. But I think when you look at it, though, it comes down to not allowing him to see what's coming at him every time. Yeah. Mm. Show him something and, and switch it up. Show him man, but make sure it's zone. Mm. Or show him zone and make sure you also have somebody over the top. Mm. I think that's the ultimate thing for a receiver of his caliber. You show him the same thing over and over again, he will figure it out. Yeah. You know, but the thing of it, keep showing those different things to Simeon. Mm. He's experienced, but he's not Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Right. Aaron's seen it all. Trevor might not have seen it all or may not have the ability with the arm strength to take care of it all. So you have to make sure you play games with him to make sure you put doubt in his mind to where he may have to get off of uh, Garrett Wilson. And, and another weapon to Simeon's disposal is a Brees Hall who not only can rush on you but can also catch that ball out of the backfield. We've seen to have some trouble with that every now and then. Brees Hall, talk about Brees Hall a little bit and how we can contain him. Well, that kid, before he got hurt his rookie season, yes. he was on his way. Yes. And uh, now he's back, as you can see. And it takes people a little bit of time. It does. But he is the type of guy where you have to make sure that you're not going to stop him completely, mm -hmm. but you got to make sure he doesn't have those big plays because yes. he's the type of guy that can have a – a play that should be two yards, and you don't tackle him and wrap up, yeah. he may end up 25 yards down the field. Mm. So you make sure you have to make sure at the point of attack, you grab and hold on, don't let go. Mm. I know I noticed a lot of guys in the NFL, not just uh, the commanders, where they run up and they just try to hit you with an arm, hit you with a shoulder, and they don't wrap up. When I played, I loved that. Hit me with a shoulder, I'm going to say bye-bye. You know? <laughs> because you, you, you running backs in the league, bro, these guys are tough. They're strong. Mm -hmm. And they don't go down with just a shoulder. Mm -hmm. and, and, Tanner, you've been in offenses with different type of running backs. Mm -hmm. This type of running back is a dual-purpose running back. How important is that for an offense, and how hard is that to slow down? It's You know, it's it's very um, difficult when you have a guy that don't have to come out of the uh, game on third down. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You have yeah. a back in there that he can be first, second, and then now he's still in that third down. And because now, it, it, has, it like, as far as the defensive uh, mindset – they don't know what we're running. They're not saying, okay, this guy in the game, now they're finna pass the ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think we show that a lot when we bring in A.G. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the reasons why we want to try to mix it up at times with A.G. in the game. Like, give him a couple of handoffs here and there. Because when you bring him in on third down, you know that primarily we might be passing right. the ball. Yes. I think he's uh, he's one of those weapons. And uh, B. Mitch just talked about those tackles that some guys just try to come up there. I think we can kind of all blame Madden for that because Madden had that hit stick thing. Yep, yep. <laughs> you know, hit stick, you coming in, you, just, you, you hitting that button, you just throwing all shoulder and elbow. And a lot of guys think that that's, that works all the time. Nine times out of ten, it doesn't. But, but you catch a guy slipping, yeah, it may mm -hmm. work. Yeah. But uh, nah, but he's a, he, he's a talent. He's a special talent. I think when when I watched him his rookie season and I heard he, 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 he um, blew his ACL, I was like, darn, man, but – you know, medicine and the way we, we, you know what I'm saying, most athletes recover these days from injuries, man. The ACL isn't the ACL of old. Nah. ACL, yeah. they coming back like, like spring ankles. Right back. Yeah. Because <laughs> he looked like the guy again. Yeah. He looked like that week one. Yeah. You know, week one, he was a big reason, too, why, you know, the Jets beat, beat the, the Bills. Uh, Buffalo Bills. Bills. Yeah. You know, I mean, even though that defense was, you know, they was humming. He had some big runs. I remember one run, run, one, one or two runs that he had. Garrett Wilson's back there cheering. Him. He should have just blocked the guy. But uh, he's that lethal. He's that lethal. So yeah. you have to be mindful when he's on the field. Yeah. Uh, he's one of the guys that I said, look, you know, the Jets probably will try to lean on him, you know, more so to get their run game established because then that's going to open up the offense. Yeah. We can shut that down and keep them in a situation where they have to go out there and just say we had to throw this ball around playing into our wheelhouse a little yeah. bit. So I'm hoping that we can kind of put a halt to him. Run the ball wise because if not, 
if they can't get that going and, and be productive run-wise, then we we know they're going to drop back and try to pass the ball. And it's interesting because much like a lot of teams in the league, the numbers don't really show who they are, and the Jets do have some weapons. So I got one more defensive question for y'all, but we want to hear from Commanders fans as well. That's hashtag left hand up. Leave your questions to these legends right here. Have them answered live on air. That's hashtag left hand up. So my last defensive question is about our head coach, Ron Rivera. Mm-hmm. I think all eyes have been on him these last few games because we know now he is back to calling the yeah. defensive plays. What does a game like this mean for Ron? Does he have anything to prove in this game with only a few games left in the season? Well, I think yeah, I think yes, because he, he took over. They let Jack go, and they said they were going to simplify things. Yes. And when you simplify things, and then the first game, you can hear a lot of people saying that even Fred, and I, I think Tanner mentioned this, but Fred and also Logan said that, you know, they played better football. Yeah. But they did have those few plays where it didn't look like they were playing better football. Yeah. I think what it is right now for – Ron is to be able to have it to a point where these guys can just play and react and not think. You know, I think uh, in the beginning of the year, they were overthinking. Then when Ron came in and he, 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 he uh, kind of, you know, dummied things down a little bit or made it a little simpler, mm-hmm. said it like that, those guys were now still trying to forget what they had learned. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the thing about it. People don't understand when you learn a defense that's very, very, you know, it's thought-provoking. Mm-hmm. And then when you go away from it, you still went through months of learning it the other way. So yeah. you try to forget that stuff. Like when you leave one team and go to the next, and you got to forget what you learned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's the whole thing, to be able to make it to a point where they can just operate on the field by instinct and not by like, okay, we're not doing that anymore. Because when you start thinking about it on the football field, too damn late. Yeah. Yeah. Too damn late. Mm-hmm. You never want to be in that uh, situation. And I think when, uh, just to, to answer your question about Ron, do he have to prove anything? If he wanted to coach again, yeah. You know, if you want to coach again, this would be a great chance, you know, to uh, kind of like say, okay, man, it's, it's not over for me. Whatever these people yeah. saying about, you know what I mean, like I won't be here or whatever. Because, you know, you hear that stuff. You hear it, And yeah, we even hear it. Sure. So that's why I'm speaking on it. You know, but if I know as a player, if I'm in this sh- – I've been here before. I've been on a team where it's so much hoopla about the coach is not going to be here. I remember when the Shanahan's was here in 2013 and it was like the writing was on the wall. And then, you know, I remember them coming in. And the right was on the wall. And Shanahan, first, the first thing he said to us was like, you know, we had Coach Zorn, and he was like, everybody's here playing for their job. Yeah. So you're like, what? I'm supposed to be in a deal next year. What <laughs> <laughs> you mean, my job? And, hey, truth be told, I was playing for my job. Mm. And it was crazy because I had to go and get off-season surgery that year, and he was like, I don't know if you're going to make my team. And I'm sitting here like, you know, I, I wasn't tripping. Yeah. But I'm not saying that to be cocky. I'm I'm because I know I'm a competitor. So as long as I can go out there and run, okay, we'll we'll see then. You know, right now make getting this surgery and not comp- not not being able to practice yet, that's one thing. So when it comes down to what's going on around here now, I think yes, every time Ron steps out there and get a chance to be able to call his defense, he has something to prove. He has something to basically say, man, look, at the end of the day, regardless of how you want to view me or grade me. I can put my stamp on this. This is the product yeah. that I can, you right. know, I can always get behind and say, well, we changed some things, and this, and this is how we look under my tutelage. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, yeah, of course he has something to prove, and he probably won't say that, but every man out there has something to prove because yeah. next year is in promise. That's the thing I wanted to say. Like, it's not just on him. It's yeah. not. No. It's a lot of people Everybody. who got something to exactly. prove. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I think almost every week, that's the great thing about the NFL. 
every week you get to put your talents against somebody else and see where you stand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you can see if you're falling off or not. And there are people who could be falling a little bit, but they know how to adjust something and get back into it. Yeah. So it's just that great uh, the sport where the competition is right in front of you mm-hmm. and you have to do what you need to do to get it done. What if, you, if you've been doing stuff and you're falling off, switch it up. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you may, even if you're doing great, you may want to say, I don't want to just do it like this. Let me find a way to make it more efficient. Yeah. So everybody has something to prove every time they step out there for competition. A lot to prove in these last few games and a lot of questions to be answered, but it's been fun seeing our guys develop because we do have such a young team, as you mentioned, yeah. B, Mitch, and it's been fun talking to our commanders family. We've got some more left-hand-up questions here. The first one for you fellas is, what is the best way to prepare for Jets cornerback Sauce Garner? Tan, I'm going to go with you first because you've had to prepare for a defensive back or two. How did we prepare for Sauce Garner? Um, just, man, you got to go out there and win your battle. I mean, Sauce is going to be Sauce. Sauce is a guy that um, he's very confident. He knows that he's one of the best in this league. He knows that not just because he's out there Bumping his guns, but just the, I mean, the proof is in the, you know, the film. You watch mm-hmm. him, you turn it on. The guy, he's he's lanky. He's lanky. I call the guys like him lanky. He's long. He's lanky. He can put <laughs> his hands on you. He can run with you. He have great ball skills. And then he also just know he watched film too. You can tell he knows what routes are being ran. You know, beforehand at times, just of off of seeing guys and, and knowing how to read hips and stuff. As a receiver, uh, to be honest with you, if I had to go up against a sauce guard, knowing when I was young, I wouldn't have wanted to watch sauce. Mm. I wouldn't watch them. I wouldn't pay attention to them. I would watch the defense as a whole, and I would care less about who's covering me. That was me. I used to psych myself out. Look, hey, sh- surprise me game day, because I didn't. I didn't never want to focus on that particular guy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The guy, because it's not. It's not going to be him all the time. Yeah. Like, if you ain't following me around, then I ain't got to worry about you all day. Because I want you to. Because I'm gonna read the coverage. Right. It's all about coverage. If the guy offer me, I'm like, all right, he might be in cover three. The guy on me, and it's, and it's a single high, or he might be some kind of man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If it's a if it's a, a shell, okay, we might have we might have cover two or two under. You feel me? Right. Like as a receiver, you're not really care. You're not really so much worried about that individual. I felt that every time I had man, I should beat you. Mm. I'm watching the safety so I can know if I have man. If it's a safety back there on that hash or on that that you know now I know okay I got covered I got a zone. So I wouldn't have watched him that much, but I would just make sure that I know his techniques, his some of the things that he do well, and I could see that just watching him play other guys. You know, mm-hmm. he has great, tremendous ball skills. He will put use his hands, but like I say, different strokes for different folks. Yeah, the guys that I throw highly of, they throw highly of me, so they would do different things against me. So I'm not, I can't get. Caught up in the what he did to that guy because he's going to play me different. There you go. Did, you, did you treat every corner like that? Everybody. D. Every Hall single told me, one. D. Hall told me that one day. I was like, D. Hall, boy, I ain't going to lie. I, got, I watched you for three weeks because I just saw you playing games and I watched how you got into it with everybody. So I came in the game like I'm on one. Like the day D. Hall going to try to ride one. <laughs> and D. Hall came in. What up, Tanner? Respect. Yeah. Respect. Because I think you that I think you a hell of a corner. He thought I was a hell of a receiver. So now let's play football. I ain't even was ready to See what he had as far as other things. Yeah, I just wanted to fight with D-Hall. Because I knew he was going to fight. I'm like, man, D-Hall going to be ready to fight. He so came we, in there with the gloves on. I'm ready to fight. You know what I'm saying? And then we went out there. We just went to battle. You know, yeah. we had a, it was a great game. So when I look at Sauce, I was, that's how I look at him. Like, But now I would say this. To add to that question, when I was older, when I didn't have that same quick twitch, what I felt like I did, not I still was separating. But when I felt like I needed a little advantage, I was trying to watch to get an edge because now I feel like after my third knee surgery, uh, even though I could probably put up a 4-5, four, 4-4, four, four, 
you know, low four five, high four four. <laughs> I, I want an advantage. I want an yeah. edge. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So if he caught me in my later years, yeah, I've been watching him. But that that before before 2012, Tanner, I ain't watching nobody. Man. <laughs> Just show me what you got game day, baby. But I think what it comes down to is every player believes that they're that guy. Yeah. And I think if I'm a receiver or whatever, and I got sauce, I'm like, this is what I'm gonna make my name at. Yeah. yeah. I think the ultimate thing comes down to. There's not been a player that played cornerback in the Hall of Fame that was never beat. Mm. They all get beat. I beat them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it has been. I can say, boy, let's <laughs> Put them on the highlight. <laughs> you remember the, me? <laughs> the ones that forget the quickest, yeah. they're the ones that are the best. Yeah. So he has a tendency, too, when he yeah. gives up a play, he can stand up the next play. He doesn't let it snowball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I noticed that about him. Like, he'll make a mistake, and then you can see him like, yeah. I know what I did wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's on to the next yeah. play. Yeah. There are guys that get beat one time and then they still think about it and they get beat again and yeah. again and again. Uh, Sauce is not that way. Yeah. yeah. And there's definitely a guy and on And when a man team. named Sauce, yeah, he's a bad man. He a bad man. What does Sauce do? Cover things, man. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> a good one. I like All that right there, over. man. All <laughs> over. Well, you know what? He might be a bad man, but we got a scary man, and that's Terry McLaurin. And that's our next left hand up question. What are your expectations for Terry McLaurin in this game? We told you guys, this defense is pretty tough. Tan, I'll start with you because this is a receiver. Terry McLaurin, what do you expect from him today? I, or tomorrow? I, one of them hard-fought games, man, this is one of the games that Terry thrive in. You know, he this is one of the games that, you know, Terry's a, a Indianapolis kid. He's a kid that watch, you know, his folks. You know, you can tell, like, just the way he, he come to work. You know, it was hard. It was hard for him to get to, you know, where he's at now. Yeah. You know, he talked yeah. about his story about his journey of trying to, you know, be Ohio State uh, Buckeye and how they told him, hey, you need to catch more. And he went out and did that. And then even coming out being a third-round pick, they we, we pretty much – you know, wrote him off and said, yeah, he's going to be a great, you know, addition to our special teams. Mm-hmm. And now we're sitting here talking about this guy on the break of having his fourth consecutive 1,000-yard season, yeah. which probably I don't think there's no red skin guys have done that yep. with a lot of quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he reached the level of quarterbacks I've had, and he's only been in the league, what, going to, what, this year five? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, true. <laughs> <I, laughs> <laughs> we, we on the same boat when it comes to I thought I had 15 and 14 years, so. But just Terry, man, wow. this is the type of games, these are the type of guys he, he's made for. Like, yeah. when, when we talk about this Jet defense, they coming. You know what I mean? We used to hear Dion talking about that going to Colorado. No, these guys, they brave. Yeah. They showing you They they showing you when it comes to they, some of their looks, their exotic looks up front. They showing you at times when they say, okay, even though we might not come as a, a whole, we're going to bring one or two guys that's going to wreck things. Yeah, They are disruptive up front, second line and in the back end. You know, and like, you know, London said it best. You rarely see a team that has someone on each level, but you rarely see a team that has multiple guys on, on every level. Yeah. So when I think about this game as a whole, Terry's going to be Terry, but can we be productive enough up front to get the ball Give to him? Give him a chance. Mm, see what yeah, I'm saying? Exactly. I just want us to be able to block the guys that we need to block and allow our quarterback to have clear enough shots that he can throw the ball to a guy like Terry. Because I think he's a difference maker. He yes. is a guy, the grit he plays with, the tenacity that he comes with every week, that's what we need. We need a guy like that. And then we need the other guy like, you know, I know we'll probably say something about him later. I know we're talking about Terry, but a guy like Curtis. Yes, Those guys sure. equally to me when it comes to the kind of passion they play with you know what I mean those guys are never beaten they're never taken out of a play so I'm happy to have guys like them but I'm hoping up front we're able to sustain things enough you know where uh Sam has enough time to get it off because he gets off 
Yeah, our guys going to yeah. come down with it. They're going to make a play. I think, you know, just looking at last week, you know, Terry, the opportunities he gets, he makes the best of them. Mm-hmm. You know, he caught the touchdown, then he caught another big pass, but the one that they call the incompletion. I wanted it. I come wanted on, that dog. That, that ball that didn't was, move, but the thing ball. about yeah, it, he is a, a playmaker, as Santa mentioned, but you have to be given opportunities. Yes. yes. And that doesn't just that doesn't just rest in Sam's lap. Yeah. It Everybody. rests in the five guys in front of Sam. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, you don't have Leno playing. Larson is not playing. You're gonna have to some some guys getting opportunities who need to step up. Yeah. You know, and 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 I listen, oh, I know people look at it like, oh man, backup backups are professionals. Yeah. Backup are having a chance now that can say, I could be back in this mix next year, or I could be back in somebody else's mix. It's 32 of them out there. Yeah. You know, and every time I step on the football field, yes, you're playing for the team you're on. But when you're in the situation that's coming up right now that we expect to see next year, you could be playing for 31 other ones too. Mm. So you got to make sure you go out there. Don't go out there and say, okay, we see why he's a backup. Let's go out there and say, well, why is he a backup? Why he's not starting? Because this guy can play. Mm-hmm. And, and Beatman's mentioned it. Larson out, Leno out. You said it. Say we got to give Sam some time, man. How does that affect us coming into tomorrow's game? It affects us a lot, man. And um, I'm interested in seeing what kind of protections we put up there. Um, bro, a lot of 12, 13, 14. You know, I, I would like to see a lot of different coverages that's going to protect. I mean, um, uh, formations that was going to protect us up front. Like bringing guys in that's going to probably be, be more tight end oriented offense. You know, just switch it up a little bit because mm-hmm. I, I, I think we have enough – you know, in our backfield that we can kind of get get that going too, you know what I mean, with those guys back there. But, man, I just keep seeing Quentin Williams, man, the way he's been tearing yeah. up centers and everybody else yes. you put on him, man. And, like, just to know that the guys behind him, the other Williams guy, you know, C.J. Mosley, when he comes, because every now and then he get up there in that thing and he – and he's hunting. Yeah. You saw him. They got some he's players. one of the reason why. Why uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it's it just when you know the names and you know what they bring to the game. It's just you kind of start playing the game in your head. You know that's one of the great things about being a player. Mm. I and not being a player now, I can see things or I see the guys that's we matched up against. And just off of what you showed me, I can try to say, okay. Whew, gonna be a long one for you <laughs> if you're showing me what what if i gotta see what i saw already from mm-hmm. you against this it could be long yeah so I'm, I'm playing i've been playing the game all week in my head and it's like man hope we're ready because you know regardless of what this jet team is i think this jet offense really if they do anything to us this uh, particular uh, weekend it's because of the opportunities this defense giving them you know what i mean yeah. they give them short field if they get our uh, get us in a situation where we getting off the field, getting off the field, you know, three and out a lot, and now our defense is gutted, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. That can be a, a real problem for us because now, you know, regardless of how sorry or what you know their offense hasn't been doing up to this game, if our defense is tired, they yeah. can go out there and be beaten. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 this Jet offense could take advantage of that. So I, I've been playing that in the back of my head, just hoping that we we're able to sustain enough up front and give Sam the time and be able to be productive every snap. One of the things that we talked about this week on the command center is just possessing the football, man. Being able to move the chains mm-hmm. and hold on to the ball as long as we can, and at the end finishing it. Regardless of what points we're putting up, three, six, seven, we need points. Every yeah. time we possess the ball, and I think that'll give us more ch- opportunity because if you've seen like how the Dolphins played these guys a week ago, you know, eventually it just it kind of one of those situations where they're on the field too long, 
then they're going to give in. Right. You know what right. I mean? They're going to yeah. give in to what's going on. But they're one of those defenses. If they let – if you get – if that offense, the, the uh, Jets offense get behind them and they out there playing well – it could be a long night. It could be a long night, yeah. Definitely be a long night. And, fellas, I'm getting that. We only have a few minutes left. My producers, they got plans after this. They ready to go, so I'm not going to keep y'all <laughs> here too long. They let me know we got to wrap up pretty quick. But before we go, I have one more inactive that we must hit on, and that is Brian Robinson Jr. Yeah. Yeah. It has been named that he will not be playing tomorrow. How does that affect us? Who do you expect to see step up? Be well, I think, you know, you look at Rodriguez and also AG. Both of those guys have to go out there and play. You know, all right, listen. <laughs> It, it happens in football. People get injured. You know, Brian has been a workhorse since he's gotten on the field. You know, the whole story from last year and the things he does when he gets on the field, you see that, and you want to see somebody with the same tenacity that he has. Yeah. Chris has had some very good games. AG has had games, and he's had those ups and down type of games. It comes down now to this is a point where you want to prove that I can be consistent. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm in a, we're in a tough situation, but, hey, I can do that. You know, I can run the football. I don't have to just catch it. You know, like, I can remember my playing days where they had me as a third down back. I'm like, Coach, I can run the ball too now. You know, what do you mean you can run the ball? Give it to me. You'll see. <laughs> and when they give it to you, you have to be ready. Yeah. You know, and, like, the first thing, when you're running back, protect the football. Yes. You know, I don't care if you get no yards. You still have the ball with your offense. Yeah. And I think that's the main thing. Both of those guys have to go in there, not like I'm getting the opportunity, you know what? You're a professional athlete. I'm going to show you what I'm about. Yeah. And, and, and both of those guys will get the chance. And, you know, if that doesn't happen, it's going to be somebody yeah. else. Yeah. You know, it's always getting the opportunity in football, but it comes down to whether or not you're prepared and ready yes. to go out there and show what you're about. For sure. And then, Tana, we have a rookie in Chris Rodriguez yeah. who's been getting more and more carries every game because of B-Rob's injury. You've been that player before that's just ready to show what you can do how big are these games, these last few games for Chris Rodriguez and getting all these extra touches? I mean, we talked about just, knowing, you know, not knowing what's going to uh, take, you know, um, um, place, you know, come this offseason. Yeah, you yeah. you kind of know, but you don't know. And one thing I've always said, regardless of who you are, if you're the rookie, if you're the, if you're the first first stringer that, you know, I mean, bro, everybody's playing for their they livelihood. Everybody's playing for that contract next year. Everybody playing to – be recognized by whoever, whether it's going to be somebody who's watching their tape or somebody who's coming in this building to understand who they are as a player. So when Rodriguez gets opportunities, you know, he's a young guy. You know, he's very capable of being on somebody else's team and getting more opportunities, but he's on his team. And he couldn't, you know, pick what team he wanted to go to. He mm-hmm. had to, you know, you know uh, be willing to come in and do his work at the team that chose him. But it's capable guys here also. And with that being said, that should be um, – to me, I think a level of – build a level of confidence in him just knowing that, man, I'm getting these opportunities with these guys who can also play good football. Um, when you have opportunities like now with B-Rob being out, it's, it's, it's t- it should be no doubt in his mind, this is my time to shine. This is this is that, mm-hmm. that, that moment when – you know, I remember telling my son one time when he was in high school and he was a backup at all, almost every skill position on the offense. I'm like, bro, somebody got to go down. Mm. Somebody going to go down, and it's going to be you. It's going to be your show. Are you going to be ready? Uh, Rodriguez, I'm pretty sure someone told him one day in his time of growing up playing ball that when your number is called, be ready. Yeah. So uh, I'm hoping that he's ready. I'm hoping that AG's ready. I'm hoping that both of those guys are ready because, like I said before, regardless of what goes on with the, when it comes to, you know, where we at, 4 and 10 and all that stuff, you got to go out there and play football. Mm-hmm. And we don't look at the game from the same lenses as some of these fans. 
Mm. I told folks to this day, I played for 14 years. I didn't watch a draft. Care less of who you yeah. was bringing in. Yep. I remember my agent calling me one day. I was in a club. And he said, hey, what you, what you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm hanging out. He said, can you get a minute? I'm like, nah, I'm going to call you tomorrow. He said, well, <laughs> he said, we just, nah. we just drafted the receiver, Devin Thomas, and he's in Miami. I want you to, I'm going to tell him, I'm going to tell him to come meet you. Devin Thomas came and met me where I was at that night and hung out with me. Wow. And I was like, oh, welcome to the team. Okay. Let's go work. That's it. It's time to work. You're not worried about that. So with all that being said, none of these players on this team is worried about who we're drafting next week, next year. And if they are, they got a problem. Yeah, they got a problem. (laughs) And it would be nice to get that guy at third pick or them top quarterbacks. But what a lot of these fans fail to realize it's going to be a whole nother year or two that we're going to have to wait for these quarterbacks to be developed and to be what we want them to be. So we're going to be at the same point regardless. Mm-hmm. So why not take advantage of what you have now and see what you have made, see what they're made of so we can know we're going to keep some of you guys or not. And I think this is the opportunity that presents itself with a lot of these guys, a lot of young talent out there on this mm-hmm. team you have now to worry about instead of worrying about who they're trying to draft come next year. A lot of young talent on this team. We've had the benefit of being able to be along the entire season. I can't believe, fellas, this is our last Saturday night special of the season. Man, I feel like we've worked we every holiday this year. We could do them at home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they, they cut the check. We might be able to. You know what I mean? And, uh, man, it's been so great, you know, spending these these holidays with y'all. Shout out to our producers, Maddie and Anna, for being out here with us. You know, they yeah. could be with their families, but instead they're here with us putting on content for the commanders. They constantly make (laughs) us look way better than we are. So, fellas, for my last question before we head out um, on this Christmas Eve Eve is, I know y'all have heard the song, you know, All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to know what all y'all want for Christmas Eve. What do y'all want to see from our commanders family on Christmas Eve? B. Mitch, I'm going to start with you. I want to see them play a whole football game, start to finish, all three phases, and then let the chips fall where they may. Because yeah. I've always said if this team plays a full game on all three phases, they can beat anybody out there. Mm, yeah. Give me that. And some and listen, when you perform at a higher level, you just happen to beat be beaten that day, people respect you. Yeah. But if you go out there and you help them win, they beat you, give the give the ball to them, make mistakes, that's not gonna make people happy. Give me everything you have for four quarters, and I'll be happy with that. Mm. Yeah, I want to see a competitive game. I mean, the seat that I'm going to have tomorrow watching them, it's going to be too good of a seat to see them not go out there and be productive. Rose, yes. We're going to have a lot of food on Oh, I've been waiting to get back hey, to New York. It's going to be, look, trust me, man, this spot that we going to be set up in, I cannot sit there and not have and not see a competitive football right, game. Right, right. I mean, right. you, we'll be cheating the whole entire suite, you know what I mean? <laughs> Don't give them too much. I'm sure. Don't give them too much game. I ain't going to give them too much. I'm, I'm just letting it be known. It's going to be a lot of Jet fans around us. We know that. Yeah. So why not have some cheers coming from us and not sitting there there watching them? Exactly. Yep. Yep. So I, just see a, I just want to see a competitive game while I'm eating my pizza or whatever else I'm, I'm, I might be eating. And just want to see at the end of the day, may the best team win it. You know, yes. I, don't, there you go. I, I don't really get caught up into the, oh, this team should beat this team. Because honestly, who knows? You know what right. But if you go out there and, and lay it on the line, then, then you should come out victorious. So I want to see a great game from both sides. I care less about the other side, though. But And I hope we come out on top. I definitely hope we come out on top. And, of course, we will be out there for pre- and post-game. That's right. We will be behind enemy lines out at MetLife. You can catch us on Facebook, YouTube, and X, and Facebook. They can catch us on that, too. They can catch us on that, too. too. <laughs>
<laughs> put me on gay. I need, I need my residuals. <laughs> well, listen again. You will be able to see us. Like I said, we'll be there pre game and then post game. We'll be taking Coach Ron's Rivera's presser. We'll be taking Sam Howell's presser. We'll be talking everything about the matchup. Um, fellas, man, it's been a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, Command and Thank you guys so much for your questions. This has been Command Center Saturday Night Special New York Edition. And before we go, gotta pay some bills. This has been brought to you by Northwest Federal Credit Union, the official credit union of the Washington Commanders. Now, Northwest is celebrating game day and they get Commanders fans with a $400 cash bonus over your first ever checking account. Now, this is a limited time offer, so do not wait. Visit northwestnwfcu.org slash Washington. Find out how you can score that cash bonus with your new checking account. Happy holidays, Commanders family. We are out of here. See y'all tomorrow on Christmas Eve. Peace.